0: allow anybody to make you feel that you are nobody. Always feel that you count. Always feel that you have worth. And always feel that your life has ultimate significance. Hey y'all, it's your girl Kristen Joy and we are back for another episode of Party of what? I am so excited to be here with you guys today. It has been a great week. Well last week was a great week and this week is going to be an even better week. So I'm just here for it. How have you guys been? Are you drinking your water? Are you eating correctly? You going to the gym? Your budget looking right? Like just let me know how it's going. Your girl has been not drinking water. Still, I'm starting to think it's a medical condition that I'm just literally drinking a couple ounces of water a day. Like, I don't even understand. I'm sure I'm dehydrated. I'm literally positive of it. I am eating correctly, though. So that is a huge plus. And I am going to the gym. So that's a double whammy. And I just need to start drinking this water because it actually helps, you know, helps slim everything down, have everything looking right and tight. So I just got to stop playing. I need to pull my gallon jug back out and just get it done. But yeah, overall, I've been doing really well. So I'm proud of it. I'm proud of the accomplishments and I'm proud of everything going forth for real. So This is the fourth quarter of the year so I still have a lot of room and I still have a lot to push out in this year and I'm just excited. I'm I'm ready to go. I'm like full steam ahead. I feel like I have a whole year left so let's go. But let's go ahead and get into this episode. So let's get into what's on the menu. What's up, the menu is a segment our podcast where we will just discuss the topic for today's episode. So today's topic is don't settle. So a lot of times when we're going through life, we set goals for ourselves. Some we reach, some we don't. But the ones we're going to reach, we set out and we start on the work and we get on our grind and we, we tell everybody, you know, I'm working, I'm busy and we start working. And then we either hit a place where we like and we, you know, we stay in that place for a little bit and then we have to decide, are we going to keep going or are we are going to stay here? Or... We will get to a place where we feel that as though it's failed. And we set out for the goal. We didn't reach the goal. So we decide that it's cool. I'll just do something else. I'm not even going to pursue that goal. But really what we are doing is we're settling. Like we are setting a goal and we're not reaching it or we're settling for what the result was. And if it's not what you want the result to be, then it's a settle. I like to think of it as a mountain or a hike. And so when you start the mountain, you start your hike, it's hard. You're literally hiking up rocks. It's hard. And every mountain is different. Every mountain has its own obstacles, its own difficulty, but you have to just keep pushing. And once you get to that resting stop, you get excited. and You're like, thank God there's a rock for me to sit on. I can drink this water in peace. And then you turn around and you see an amazing view and you're like, this is so beautiful. And if you're not paying attention and if you're not careful, you could mistake that resting place for the top of the mountain or for your final destination. And unless you're looking around to figure out where else do I have to go? Is this all that there is for me? Is this it? You just stay in that place and you settle for that location or you just decide, you know, I've worked hard enough. I put in a lot of work and I'm cool with this. I'm cool with this view. I'm cool with this rock. Like everything is going to be great right here and I'm done. Like I am going to settle right here in this place. So many times we just stop there because we get comfortable or we stop there because we're not looking for anything better. We're not aspiring for more. But just think of if I turn around and I keep going up that mountain and I get to the top. Like when you get to the top, you know you're at the top. There's literally nowhere else to go. And you get up there and you thought that resting place's view was amazing. But just think of the view from the top. The view, the rock, (laughs) is going to be so much more amazing up top at the final destination. And there's going to be so much more reward up there than it is at that final resting place. Speaking of a mountain, I remember one time I, so every time I go hiking, I know, like, even if I've already done a trail, I just feel like I'm going to die. My body just shuts down and I'm just like, yep, this is the end. This is the end. You know, call my parents and I love them. You know, this is Dan for me. <laughs> but I remember specifically there was one mountain that I was hiking and I literally felt like I was going to die. I thought that I was really like not gonna make it. I even asked one lady, I said, ma'am, how far do we have down? And she's like, You're closer up than you are down. I said, Okay, how much? Is a helicopter to come get me because we will, you know, go fund me or something. We'll figure it out to get me off this mountain. She said twenty five thousand. I said, ma'am, thank you so much. I will keep hiking. But long story short, when we got up to the top, there was like water up there, there was bananas. I was like, first off, who put waters and bananas up here like first off what time did you start hiking and how long did it take you to get up here and did you carry these on your back like what happened but thank you i appreciate your due diligence to make sure i didn't die so i get up to the top of the mountain and there's like i said there's water up there There's, like, Gatorade, there's bananas, and there's, like, people up there, like, so happy. They're, like, we made it. You want us to take your picture. It was amazing. And it's so funny because everyone was hiking that mountain looking as if they were going to die. Like, everyone going up was, like... I'm going to die. And the people were coming who were coming back down were like, you guys are almost there. You guys are almost there. They was lying. But they were like, you guys are almost there. You guys are almost there. Keep going. Because they knew what was at the top. They didn't settle for the resting spots that looked so nice, that looked great and were enough because it was hard and we didn't want to finish. But instead, we decided to push through, and the top was so much more rewarding. I didn't have water, bananas, Gatorade, At the resting stops. At any of the resting stops. Because I definitely stopped at all of them. There was none of that there. So getting up to the top. Was so much more rewarding. And it was worth the steps. And this blood sweat and tears. That it took for us to get there. And it took us a long time. To get up the mountain. But once we got up there. The time didn't matter. And we were still able to indulge. In all of the great things. That were up there. So Essentially, it's like time is just a nuisance for us. At the end of the day, whenever you're supposed to get there, you're going to get there and whatever's yours is going to be there. So don't settle for what looks good and what looks okay in the view that you see. Keep aspiring for more and keep pushing it out. We literally have a little over three and a half months left in 2019. So what do you need to aspire for to get you to the end of this year and to get you to 2020 starting off at the top of the mountain? Because think of how much further you can go if you're at the top of the mountain at the beginning of 2020. Then you're still at that first resting place in the beginning of 2020. So that's all we have on the menu for today So now let's go ahead and get into Table Talk So Table Talk is just a segment in our podcast Where we just have a family discussion And we will have conversations That has been submitted by different Family members to me throughout the week That I will bring to the table To have a discussion And I will be the only one at the table today, so I will be answering these questions and conducting these conversations. So like always, if you have anything that you would like to add, definitely let me know and we will let everyone know of the addition. i also want to start off by saying thank you to the family members who trusted us enough to answer this question for them and bring this conversation to the table so just thank you for your vulnerability your transparency and let's get into table talk so our first conversation is how do i resist peer pressure so I love this question because it came from one of our younger family members, but I thought that it was amazing because even as adults, we still go through peer pressure, whether we want to label it as peer pressure or not, like we still go through it. And so I thought that it was a very interesting conversation to bring to the table because it's definitely necessary to figure out the tools needed to conquer peer pressure because it's like I said it's never going to go away what they're pressuring you about is only going to become different the ultimate thing is peer pressure will always exist and how can you combat it I believe the best way to deal with peer pressure is through confidence and Whatever you decide that you're going to believe on and that you're going to stand on, you have to be confident in your decision and you have to believe that wholeheartedly and you don't have to fight for what you believe in. So I'll use an example for myself, like going through high school, going through college and even still today, like as an adult, I have vowed that I would never smoke ever in life. And I remember like in every season of my life where I was brought with the opportunity to smoke. And I always said no, because that was something that I stood on. And that was something that I believed. I was never really pressured on it. The most pressure I would get would be like the reason why I didn't want to. At the end of the day, I had no problem with explaining the reasoning behind me not wanting to do it. But I never had Them continually asking me Pressuring me into the situation And so I truly believe that It's just because of the confidence that I held behind my no I was very confident with my no I wasn't disrespectful to whatever You know they wanted to do or what have you But what it started to do Is it started to provoke change And people who did smoke Would begin to one not ask me They would ask me like Do you mind if I smoke in here Or around you and I'm like no I really Would prefer you not. They would literally respect my wishes and they wouldn't do it. So I really just believe that it boils down to picking what you believe in, what you won't waver on, and being confident about it. So I hope that answers your question and I hope that that's something that helped you. So now let's go ahead and get into conversation number two. Conversation number two says, How do you know if you are in lust or in love? This question is a great question because so many people don't know the difference and the lines can be easily blurred with lust. It's your physical or sexual attraction to a person. And with love, it's your emotional and intellectual attraction to that person. A lot of people think that a lustful relationship will only last for a little bit, but there's no timing on Okay, so a lust relationship is going to be three to nine months. And a love relationship is going to be a minimum of one year to 70,000 years. Like, there's no real cutoff limit. So a lust relationship can go on as long as you allow it to go on. And what's funny is the brain actually knows the difference. Love and lust actually trigger different parts of your brain. So it's really just us figuring it out of which area of your brain is triggered. So a lot of times the relationship will start off in lust because you'll be attracted to the person because you're attracted to them physically, which is fine. But at some point it has to switch over to love or the relationship is unuseful. In a relationship centered around love, you're gonna be emotionally attracted to this person. So you'll be able to not care about what they look or what they have on and not solely be concerned about that as much as it is spending time with a person, having deep intellectual conversations with the person, finding out about their life, finding out what makes them happy, what makes them tick, just the innermost parts of a person, that's going to be a relationship centered around love. But a lustful relationship is a very surface relationship and it only hits on your physical and your sexual attraction. So hopefully that answers your question. I definitely encourage you to do more research, like read books, read articles, watch videos on just the difference so that you can really start to be able to recognize the difference, to recognize the difference in your own relationships in life. Now it is time for Sweet Treat. Sweet Treat is a segment in our podcast where I will just bring you a little something that I got when I was spending time with God. Today's sweet treat is stop living with so much doubt. So many times in life we find ourselves doubting the plan that we've created for ourselves or whatever endeavor we're going after at the time. And we do it to the point that it becomes subconscious for us to just doubt who we are or what we're doing. And we really just need to stop living in so much doubt because when we live in that amount of doubt, we are not just you know living in that moment of doubt, but we begin to dwell in doubt and that's our state of being. as I was studying doubt, the verse that popped into my head was jeremiah twenty nine eleven and so as I started reading it, I really loved verse 14 as well. So I'm going to read Jeremiah 29, 11, and then also verse 14. So it says, For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans of good, not for disaster, to give you future and a hope. And then in verse 14, it says, I will be found by you, says the Lord. I will end your captivity and restore your fortunes. I will gather you out of the nations where I sent you and I will bring you home again to your own land. And I thought that this was like perfect. This is the exact opposite feeling of what I was having when I started to ha- doubt my situation and doubt where I was in life and this verse just kind of snapped me back into reality. And it's like, Hey sis, you're doubting the plans that you have for yourself, which you should doubt those. But the plans that I have, you should never be doubting. And the problem is you've now created your own plans that took me out of your plan. And instead of asking me what the plan was, and just going with my plan, you decided not to. But it's cool. Because when you find me, like, then you will no longer be in captivity. So I'm no longer going to be in bondage or enslaved to, to the mindset of the doubt. But you'll release me back to what's mine. And for me, that was just so eye-opening and so refreshing because a lot of times when I begin to doubt, I feel as though I've lost my passion or I've lost what I was searching for or longing for. And so for that reminder of just, hey, when you recalibrate yourself and you bring it back to my plan and you find me, like I have milk and honey right here for you. And I have everything that's your own and you'll be able to replenish your fortunes, and you'll be able to stay free and not be in captivity. So the question that I have for you today is, what prison has your doubt placed you in? That is all we have for today's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. I truly appreciate all the love and support that I continue to receive. Keep it coming, keep it coming. And don't forget, if you are not subscribed to this channel i'm not really sure what you're doing but definitely go ahead and subscribe to this podcast and follow me on social media at i am kristen joy underscore and don't forget guys be bold be exclusive and be enough if i listen to you and everything you put in my ear i'll be living like i'll be paralyzed by fear. Ain't that the truth, if I quit the only way I lose I got two choices when I do this Make moves or make excuses If you know who I'm talking about, then you got me My biggest enemy is me, and even I can't stop me